As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, I'm so excited for our guest today. Welcome, welcome, Daniela. I'm so excited to have you here. Me too. Awesome, awesome. So let me tell you a little bit about Daniela, and then we are going to dive right in. Um, Daniela is bringing together the next generation of power couples, one of my most favorite topics. We will totally have to get into that today, Daniela. Um, who create healthy families and impact humanity generation after generation. So welcome to the show, Daniela. Uh, just take a couple of moments to tell us a little bit about your backstory. Um, tell us about your business and what it is today. And then we're going to dive right in. Awesome. Well, thank you. So happy to be here. I started doing this like almost 10 years ago, if you could believe such a thing. And I started out as a dating coach because I was the only single woman among all my friends. My friend group, everyone was getting married. And I was thinking, do they know something I don't? And it turns out they kind of did and they kind of didn't. And I actually was looking to, um, to find out what was the wisdom in being single? What was the wisdom in waiting a little bit longer, whether it was conscious or not? And I found it. It was actually a path to self-discovery. And I realized, oh, it's okay. It's okay that I'm waiting a little bit longer. It's okay that I'm having a lot of dating experiences and not finding the one. And it allowed me to actually choose and transition consciously to choose and say, okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready for a man. What the hell do I have to do for this? Because that energy was totally different. It was a completely different, different energy to say, I choose to be in a committed relationship. I'm no longer done having dating experiences. I don't need them. I don't want them. Now I want to grow through relationships, which is much harder if you I've been in one, you know. Um, and so that led me to creating my now body of work, which is how do you actually find a man to commit? How do you get into that relationship as a person who perhaps had no problem getting attention before, but now all of a sudden you want something different and you don't have the tools to do it. So that's what I've been doing. It's super fun. And I have now allowed it to, to move forward and to expand into not just the relationship between two people, but the environment they create and creating a power couple and then having that ripple out outside of the home into your families, the people that you connect to, and then actually just creating changes in the world and creating humanity changes all throughout time. Not to be, yeah. you know, grandiose or anything, but <laughs> yeah. Love to do that. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Let's start here, Daniela. Um what talk about, talk a little bit more about this idea behind being a power couple. You know, you and I both uh, we're close to the same age. Like we're both right around the age of 40 and you and I both have been in our own businesses in this entrepreneurial coaching online world for about the same time, about 10 years. And we've both seen lots of different kinds of women start and grow very successful businesses. A lot of them, you know, you and I have seen so many women in their mid to late twenties, totally single, no kids just like come out of the gate and build just like these ginormous businesses become influencers on Instagram and, and what they're building is it's just been quite extraordinary to watch. 
And then we've seen like using your language, power couples and, um, and those types of people grow businesses. And then of course you and I are both like moms and we're in a relationship with a spouse and we have businesses. So talk about this idea behind being a power couple. What does that mean? So glad you asked. Usually people hear power couple and it gets a bad rap. It feels like you're both in it for some sort of outward success driven um, facade. It looks great, but nothing on the inside kind of thing. And that's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the dynamic where the woman is not only allowed, but it's natural in this relationship for her to be more self-expressed, to actually be more confident, to be uh, more bold, take bigger risks, have more fun, be more herself, more sensual, more playful, and way more successful. Not because of a man, but because she is enjoying what she actually wants, among other things, which is to be in a relationship and she's allowed to be, or she allows herself to be, you know, open, vulnerable, loved, and not do everything on her own. And I know that this sounds like some sort of Cinderella fantasy world for so many people, because the women I speak with, my clients, and even just people that I talk to, uh, they have this idea that, well, that all sounds really well and good, but unless this man is either funding you, then what's the point? Or if he is, um, or if he's at home doing the dishes and, you know, taking care of the children and that's completely on, that's the energy that he's doing it. Um, what's the point? Because the idea is that a relationship and a man, a relationship with a man specifically is going to drain you. It's going to take away time. It's going to take away energy. You can do all the stuff that a boss babe does, but if you have a relationship, someone's going to pull you down and you're going to be taking care of that person's emotional problems and not doing your own thing. And while that can happen, that's unacceptable. And for me, when a woman heals what's inside of her, all of her, all of her old past traumas and family and past relationships, whatever the case is, where she no longer expects to be pulled down by a man, to be, uh, you know, emotionally drained by a man and have to like take care of a man as if it was a child where she actually allows herself to be bolstered by a relationship, whether it's a man or a woman doesn't matter, but bolstered by a relationship, then you get a woman who's happy, even happier than she was being, you know, so independent. She's equally as independent. She's equally herself. She's more herself than she's ever been. And that creates a really healthy, happy home where, you know, when two people are, are supporting each other and each other's dreams, it's like magic can happen. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you create things in each other's businesses in each other's career, maybe with your children that individually you realize you never could have. That's mm-hmm. a power couple. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So this is such a good segue into a conversation uh, that I would love for you to share with our listeners. You and I were talking about this right before we pressed record. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of who this entire show is for, yes, it is for the woman who's already in a marriage and she has children and she's already building a business. And, and how do we do all three of those really well? And how do we do all three of those really powerfully? And, you know, I'll, I'll just give you and all the listeners a little bit of insight. I'd been thinking about starting the show for about a year and, you know, just from having different conversations with women and the questions that they were asking me, 
And I saw a post one day from someone, um, her name is Angie Lee, and she has had a business for about 10 years and uh, doesn't have kids yet. And she made this post one day and she said, where are all the women who are just incredible in their business and they, and they have a successful thriving business and they are in a happy marriage and they're also enjoying being a mom and really displaying, I think in, in her post, it was about like, like good traditional family values in the home. And she's like, where she's like, I've been looking for that kind of a role model for years. And I remember at the bottom of her post, she said, I guess I'm just going to have to become my own role model. And I thought, well, when I saw that post, Daniela, that was actually the thing that like said, okay, I'm starting this podcast because there are a lot of women who aren't experiencing motherhood yet, but they know they are in the future and they have a current business that's in place. Um, You were sharing with me this whole idea around creating a happy home life and a happy relationship with your partner before you start bringing children into the world. Yes. And I know I was sharing with you, like when I was a high school teacher, one of the first things I noticed is when, when students were having challenges in their lives and in the classroom, a lot of it could be traced back to the home life they were experiencing and the environment. And I know that this is something you have recently become so passionate about because (laughs) You're a, you're a new mom of the, of three years. Yes. So t- talk to us a little bit more about this idea around that. Yeah. I, I think that first and foremost, I think we can, we as women can become empowered to think of ourselves as mothers who create a family life and, and can give our children everything that they want, everything we want to give them before they actually are here. And that does not mean that you have to be a mother. It doesn't mean that you actually even have to have kids. You can be an influencer. You can be an auntie. But if you think, if you want to have a family, if you want to have children, you're a mother. And you don't have to wait till they're here. In fact, it's better if you don't. Like, start that now. And if you can create health in your own self, you know, in your mind, in your heart, if you can actually, I don't know, be happy and create a business doesn't mean that you have to be like a multimillionaire yet, but it certainly can mean that you've put the thoughts in and created the the structure so that you can be on that journey and wind around when your child arrives and say, okay, I can, I can adapt. I can move. I can pivot. If you can create that stability now, it's easy or <laughs> easier when your child arrives. And I think that's absolutely a responsibility and a power that we should take on, you know? And, um, I guess, I mean, I would even ask you, did, did you have, you, you had your child before you had a business, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it was already kind of built in. Yeah, it was. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. For me, and I think we, we talked about this. I, I had a business and I had a, a, a pretty successful one before I became pregnant. And I being for me, getting pregnant was not a, an accident. I actually tried very hard and I was I remember that. I remember I that. Know. I know it was a really intense time. And boy, I believed, I believed, I believed, I believed in my own power. And I believe my own power now, just from, from knowing that I can command <laughs> that my child come. And I did. And 
but throughout that entire time where I was going through more or less like nine months of treatments to get pregnant, um, I was working my business. And then of course I was pregnant for another nine months, which I was so happy. And all the while I was thinking, okay, how am I going to frame my business around this? How am I going to do this properly? How am I going to be the person who has it all? You know, I have the relationship, I have my health, I have my business, I have my baby. And, you know, not to get too off track, I, I had a plan. I had a plan. It did not go as I had planned, but I had a plan. <laughs> I had a plan that, you know, to change my business structure a little bit, to, um, to, to have certain times where I'm with the baby, certain times where I'm in the office, certain times where my husband's with the baby and really had, you know, was able to juggle all the things that made sense. When the baby arrived, obviously nothing went according to plan and that was perfect in its own way. But I think that's getting to a different topic, which we'll touch upon soon. Okay. So, okay. Let's, let's go there. So (laughs) tell us about like, well, first of all, I love that you had a plan. Yeah. I love that you had a plan. Um, so I would love to hear what was the plan that you thought was going to work. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously you had to be available for flexibility and to shift once the reality hit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then talk to us about what, what actually ended up happening and how you navigated that. So what was the original plan? And then how did you navigate things when the plan wasn't going as planned? Totally. Well, my plan was, I, my business was very simple beforehand. I was basically just seeing one-on-one clients. So that was simple enough. And I, in my mind, I made a decision. I'm like, I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to be working one-on-one with, with clients any longer, or at least not for the next foreseeable future. Cause I want to be spending as much time as I can with my baby. And so the natural uh, decision was to have groups, you know, work in groups, like, you know, one to many, which was, you know, very common, is common, was common at the time to do the, and I did sell a program. I sold a year long mastermind, which this is more like a business thing. I realized was not for me to do anything for a year long. I get bored. <laughs> you know, I like to see results. I'm fast to be like drawing something out longer than it needs to be. I'm like, eh. so that was one thing that, but I did sell this program and I had a group of people that were working with me for a year that actually started a couple months before my baby was born. They were very flexible. We said, we're going to be off for the next three weeks and it was fine. What didn't go according to plan was I didn't, re- I didn't anticipate one, how much time it would take me to recover physically. I didn't, I mean, and that, that's one thing people say. And I, I, Everybody has a different experience. I walked into, um, you know, the hospital, more or less a very healthy, adorable pregnant lady. I came out feeling like I got run up by a truck, like most people do. And I was like, wow. And as a healthy person, that was shocking to me. I was not, I was, I've never been truly ill. So to be like an invalid, which is, I was for a little bit of time was a shock and really depressing and really confusing. And of course you have this baby, which I was so happy to have. Um, so the physical thing of like, I'm not going to be setting up my laptop anywhere. What did I actually do? I wrote posts and did all of my marketing on my phone with my baby on my lap while I was breastfeeding on the rocking chair. That's how I did all of my work, which worked out okay. Cause he you know, slept during the day and obviously much of the day. Um, the other thing that I didn't realize though, was how little emotional bandwidth I would have for my work. And that's mm-hmm. something I think that, um, I didn't want, I, I didn't want for that to happen. I still think it was, I felt it was taboo to just say, 
I don't care. Like I'm not in it with my clients right now. Mm. I don't, I, I can't feel it for you. I'm going through the motions. Mm. And although that meant that my business went through the motions, it didn't thrive. Mm-hmm. It, did, it wasn't like, you know, the, the difference between being so passionate and so inspired and having ideas and, you know, and really wanting to help people versus I'll just do what I know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, clock it in time's done. Cause I wanted to be with my baby. And I didn't factor that in. And mm-hmm. I remember this one time where I was going to a pre-birthing class. I don't know if you remember those, like, you know, mm-hmm. they basically teach you they, all the things that they think you're going to need to know. Oh yeah. <laughs> that you don't need to know. <laughs> I've no, never, I'm like, I never knew how to do it. I'm like, how do I swaddle again? The kid's like, you know, that's a different story. Um, and I realized very quickly of all the couples, I was the only business owner. Everybody else worked at a real job and they were all talking about maternity leave. And I remember somebody saying, one of the women saying, I'm actually really excited for maternity leave because I get to take a break from my job. And it got me upset. It made me very upset because I realized I was so jealous and I didn't give myself that time. Hmm. I did not factor in maternity. I was like, I can do it all. I could be that person. I can have the balance. And what I really wanted was just to not work. And the reason why I didn't allow myself that is because I didn't trust myself nor my business enough to say, if I put this on the shelf for, I don't know, two months, six months, or however long I feel like it, I didn't trust that I could pick it up and be like, I'm still the same person, but more powerful. And I mm-hmm. can them when I say so. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a, came from a feeling of lack and a feeling of, of not believing in myself that I thought that I could do it all. Yeah. The is, if I really was honest with myself and I gave myself what I really wanted, I would have just paused for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you didn't even take off like the regular or like normal 12 weeks that we get here in America. Anyway, I know other countries, they get like nine months for maternity leave, but so you didn't do right. that. Right. I didn't get the minimum U S standard. Yeah. <laughs> three months. Didn't give it to yourself. (laughs) No, I did not. I gave myself something different. It was, you know, like I, I, I had a, a, you know, a two or three calls a week and, but I was still marketing. And when you own a business, as you know, it's never really off. Right. Yeah. You know, where the next client's coming from, how are you going to market? Where's an opportunity? Like there's so many, so many parts of of owning a business that's not delivering. Yeah. And so I was working way more than I thought uh, that I wanted to be. And I didn't, and I would think I was really upset with myself for not foreseeing that. Mm-hmm. So I had to forgive myself for not knowing <laughs> and mm-hmm. not anticipating that, that, Hey, look, I just want to focus on this right now. I don't have to be superwoman. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah. 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 So, all right. You, I mean, I, my daughter's 11, Brighton's 11 now. And I'm just thinking back to when she was infant to, new toddler, like starting to go to some sort of preschoolish type of thing. So your son is three, right? Yep. He's All right. Three next month. Three yeah. next month. You've experienced a lot of changes in this little human being, um, like rapid fire because they change so fast in the first, I mean, the first five years, it's like, they are changing and they're like in a new stage of life, like every three months. <laughs> Yeah. And like every three months, it's like getting used to this new stage because, you know, you're not at three months, but like you're going through the literally it's like the first six months, you're literally just like holding them. And like you said, they're like on the boob they're mm-hmm. you're nursing, you're keeping them alive. 
Uh, then it moves to like, they become like a teeny bit more independent. Like they can start to crawl. They can start to play with things. You don't have to hold them the whole time. Then they start walking all the things. Then they start, you know, maybe going to some sort of preschool. So again, like you're in a, you were in such a, a fascinating position because you already had a very solid business in place. Like your business was already rocking six figures before you had your baby. Mm-hmm. Baby comes, then baby comes, and you've had three years of a heck of a lot of transitions as a mom and in his stage of life. Can you talk about how you have navigated and led yourself personally? and led your company as a CEO of a company, how have you navigated that as simultaneously for the first time ever (laughs) as a mom, Mm -hmm. you're figuring out each new transitional stage literally every three months. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're a highly intelligent human being, right? Like you're a smart woman here, right? Like we can figure things out. Talk about how you navigated that because your business is still thriving today. It's still doing fantastic today. I see you all over the place. I read your emails. I see your posts. I know you're on TikTok. (laughs) Like you have got it going on in your business, almost like you didn't skip a beat. Thank you. So talk about navigating that. Yeah, it was a really, you're right. Every few months, it's a whole new story with the baby. And um, it almost felt like every few months was a different like a a whole new uh, experience, a whole new story, a whole new business, a whole new journey. It happened very interestingly enough. Well, first off, as I was in that beginning state, I felt like I had the, I realized, all right, Daniela, you've got to change the way you you look at this. You've got to, you, you can't have it. I'm hanging with my baby and I'm doing my work and those things conflict. That's unacceptable. You need to understand at least intellectually at first that you being in your business, you making money, you being successful, you helping people, you doing you is good for baby. Let's connect the dots. That's good for your family. That's good for your baby. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, and cause, cause at the time I had to really like pull myself through that. It wasn't intuitive. You know, I thought that it would be, but it wasn't, it felt like I had, I guess what was now I realized was a lot of mom guilt. Like I just wanted to be in that one place. And so I said, okay, well, how do I make that happen? If that's true, then how do I do that properly? How do I really be myself? Because, you know, the best me, the best mama is the best baby because we're so powerful. I knew that too. I said, okay, mamas are really powerful. And I know enough about the human psychology and how people can, um, uh, you know, become screwed up for lack of a better word. And usually their mom is, is much to blame. So I realized we have a lot of power. So I better be happy. I better be successful. And I better be the person I need to be for baby and for me. So I was like, okay, I can get behind that. I'm not really feeling it yet, but I can. And then I started to dream about what my ideal life would be in like 10 years when my kids like basically, you know, to me, like an adult and out the door, like, you know, like a 10 year old, oh my God. Uh, I was like, well, you know what that would look like? That would look like me in my home office, doing my thing, my, my husband completely successful, thriving, us balancing, having a great relationship with my child and him thriving and us being really happy and just having like this very secure, uh, fun, playful life where we can all just kind of like exhale and it doesn't feel so tight and scary and like limited with time and all this. I'm like, all right. And then 
I kind of played in that feeling for a little bit. And then COVID happened, which was for all the reasons that we know, horrible and personally really interesting and a really great opportunity because it allowed me to step up as the business owner and the woman who ran my ran the finances in my family. And it also allowed me to do the thing that I wanted to do most, which was spend time with my baby. So get this daycare closed, no daycare. That was like, what do we do? <laughs> my husband um, was working in a situation where he was completely dependent. He's freelance. He was dependent on office work in the television industry, which disappeared mm. for him. So it was like, Oh, who's left? It was the kick in my butt that I needed to say, okay, Daniela, it's time. It's time for you to really not just be a contributor to this family, but to actually set the stage and um, create a new, a new paradigm for our family, mm-hmm. like make the money, but also show, show, show us how it's done. Yeah. And it worked out so interestingly because I used to have an office that I go to and now I have a different office that I go to, but that also went away. Everything did, of course. So I was working in the home, my husband and I was, and my husband was taking care of the baby. And I said, if I could set my schedule any way I want it, I want to spend the, the first few hours of my day with my child. Completely like doing nothing but running around and playing. Mm-hmm. exactly what I did. And then I set my schedule that at 11 o'clock, I go into the bedroom, which is our office, you know, and I work and my husband does, you know, playtime, feeding, all the other stuff. And, and it was like funny how this ridiculous situation that the world is in has fast, fast tracked the vision that I had for like 10 years down the road where I'm the main person running the show. I'm working and I have time with my child and I'm happy and business is better than ever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, this feels good. This feels great. And so after that, it became very clear that I was able to experience, not just think about, but experience what it's like for me to be successful and have my kid be so happy about it. Ugh. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was great. I, I love this because basically like extreme, like to the extreme circumstances that you had zero control over occurred. Mm-hmm. And you could have gone down one of two paths. And a, we see a lot of people do this, uh, especially at being coaches, no matter what we're coaching our clients on, circumstances happen and it can either derail them mm-hmm. because of the way they're thinking about it, which then leads to the way they approach it and make decisions around it. It, it impacts habits, behaviors, and actions that they take. Mm-hmm. So we could go down the path of it's derailing me. Or we could go down the path of how can this work for me? How can I use this as fuel um, to propel me forward and almost collapse the timeline you're saying, right? So how, what was your mindset during this time? How were you thinking about this in order for, to use it as fuel, not as a derailment? I somehow, I knew that this was like the chaos that that came before like a new star or a new universe. You know, I knew I was like, honestly, I didn't tell anybody this or I didn't show this to outwardly as much, but I was like, this is kind of fun. You know, 
because it was also scary. And I also felt fear. And I also felt like, you know, but, but at the same time, I had the advantage of living by uh, some extraordinary parks and being by the water and being able to be outside and not feeling and feeling actually more free. I'm like, I, everybody else feels contained. And I do by, you know, the fear of society and all this, but at the same time, I'm frolicking by the water as if nothing has ever happened mm-hmm. with my baby. So I felt like, like I had a little secret that I didn't even know what it was, but I was like, I have something special happening. I'm not sure what it was. It felt like that, that level of um, uh, like the beginning stages of something, mm-hmm. you know? And all the while I also felt like this is my time. I knew that summer, this is my time. And I, and to be honest with you in my business, I felt like I was doing really well, but I never fully owned it until that, until that, until it was like my moment to say, okay, well, somebody's going to pay the bills. I guess it's Mm going to be me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now fast forward because you know, you're still in New York city, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which was like really impacted with lockdowns and all those things. And in your part of the world, like things have really opened up again. Um, I imagine that your family unit has gone through more transitions. Has, is your husband still in the home? Has he gone back to work? Is your son, son still in the home? Has he gone to daycare preschool? I imagine you're going through yet another transition and <laughs> yeah. figuring things out. So what's that look like today? Yeah. Well, right now things look sort of normalish. What happened was in New York got hit very early, uh, early on. And my memory is that when, it was that April, I guess, of 2020, March, end of March, early April. Um, whenever I would speak to my European friends, they're like, what, what problem? Ain't no problem, you know, or other parts of the world. It didn't, it didn't feel the way it felt for me. And so New Yorkers as a whole were just very, um, I would say compliant and responsible and just did what they were told. And the numbers went down and there was like a, a sort of this relief of like, Okay. Now, of course, now with the Delta variant, that that relief is a little bit less so. But what happened was in July of 2020, um, my husband got a job. Yay! Which also threw everything into chaos, a new level of chaos, because wait a minute, if I don't have the office and he needs the office, where am I going to go? And then if he's gone, who's going to take care of the kid? And so we had that that whole transition happened in July of 2020, where I got a new office to go to, which was open. Um, we have a babysitter who watches my son for the hours that I don't, who is amazing, which is like another part of the family, which is something also in my vision, by the way, I was like, I want a nanny. I don't want daycare, just my preference. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden here it is, you know, here's this person who loves my child. Yeah. So that happened. Um, so everything shifted more or less in July. Okay. So pause right here, pause right here, because this is the place where I think most women entrepreneurs have the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be so good at talking about this because it's your area of expertise and it comes, it's communication with their partner. Mm. Mm -hmm. You guys didn't just like not talk about this, right? Like major things are happening in your husband's mind, in his life as an individual with getting a new job, major things are happening for you. And then major things are impacting you as a partnership and as parents, Mm -hmm. you had to have conversations as a family about this. And I think that a lot of women entrepreneurs have a hard time articulating and communicating with their spouse in a healthy way 
that leads to all parties involved, including the kid, everybody is fully supported in their own individual desires, but also as a family unit. How, and you're the expert in this, you do this with your own clients, communication. What was that? Can, if you can like pull the curtain back a little bit and kind of reveal, like, how did the two of you approach that conversation? You had to make a lot of rapid fire decisions that were impacting everybody in your household. Yes. So when we, when COVID first hit, we had, my husband and I had very different, very different responses. He was more fearful than I was. Um, because he, he saw that his, his industry was changing in a way that he had very little control over, which I understand, you know, I understand. And, um, and I did my best to support him in that because he was right. Everything that, it, that was happening was happening. And it meant that there was no income coming in. And that was really scary, obviously for anybody, especially for a man. Um, and as I said earlier, it was when something happened in me that was actually quite silent. I was like, okay something shifted. Here I go. I told my husband this. I was like, here's what's going to (laughs) happen in terms of my business. I will do my best. I'm, this is my plan. Um, and of course we, you know, we're, we, we had enough safe that we weren't going to be on the street, you know, so it was okay. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be okay. And he was happy to be with the child, with our, our child. He was, he was like, okay, cool. He was, obviously kind of bummed that he couldn't do his life and be the man that he was once, but he was also like, he has the, the perspective of this is a great time to be with my son. And I know everything changes really quickly. So he saw that immediately. So we were kind of on the same page with that really quickly, but there definitely was a little bit of a dissonance with um, the fear level. Mm -hmm. And this, this is more like women are this way, men are this way. And I don't like to actually speak this way. But in our experience, especially when it comes to my business with a man who being married to a man who's not an entrepreneur, um, exactly. It's like, show me the money, show me the money. And so when I started to really, like really bring in money that really saved us, I was like, honey, um, something's wrong. He's like, what? I can't stop making money. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Okay. And I just felt like he started to trust in a different way. And it wasn't me that he didn't did or did not trust. It was just a deeper level of trust of we're going to be okay. This is okay. There are ways of doing things that, you know, and it's like, it's not as if he hadn't been witnessing my, me for the past, you know, X amount of years, but something about that moment of, you know, there, we can create what we need to create when we need to create it. Um, really changed the way he thought. And I yeah. So it was, what I'm hearing is you, you trust, you trusted yourself mm-hmm. and because you had the strength to trust yourself by default, he trusted you immediately. Yeah. 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 Yes. And that, that was part of the paradigm shift of, it wasn't just Danielle's going to be making money. That's not what my plan was. It was, Hey, look, we're going to have a family where we can create magical things and we don't have to always depend on, you know, someone else for our, our, our everything yeah. know, all decisions. Who's going to, who, are we going to go to school? Where we're going to, you know, all this, all the, all the real stuff, you know, the real life stuff. And it's, I mean, that's the freedom that we all want in a business, but when you can share that with somebody in a way that it really matters at a time 
where they don't fully believe that that's possible. And I had to stand true to my belief. And it didn't take long because obviously he does love me and he does believe in me and everything. But, you know, he wasn't doing it. So he had to witness it a little bit to say, okay, this is going to work. And all through this, we were talking. And all through this, uh, it was very clear that no matter what, we wanted to know what was best for our child, right? Is he... Is he being taken care of? Is he, is he, who is he with? Is he going to be in daycare? Is it going to be safe? Is it, it's like, it was very clear. We're not, we didn't feel comfortable going to daycare, although they opened, they opened, you know, with all these precautions. And instead we got, you know, we, we hired our, our an amazing babysitter who was part of the family. And that was mm-hmm. great. And um, as things started to progress, it just became very clear that we were able to talk about all the important things, but we were on the same page about everything that, that mattered. You know, um, mm-hmm. and P.S. It also allowed him some space to say, "Finally, so what is that thing you're doing, by the way?" You know, mm-hmm. and so now my husband is all of a sudden very interested in online marketing and an online business and creating a life for his own as his side hustle. I'm like, "Go for it, honey!" <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right. If you could leave our listeners with maybe two, two or three, whatever, whatever comes up for you, um, two or three traits or characteristics that they get to embody, uh, that would really help them navigate unexpected times. Mm. Right. We've talked a lot about that today, whether it's with uncontrollable in the environment or it's unexpected with what's going on in our, our, the lives of our children, or it's unexpected with something that our spouse is experiencing. And as, as women CEOs of companies, you know, we have team members, we have clients, you know, we're responsible for the well-being of our business. We can't just like ignore it for, for, for weeks or months on end. Like it's kind of like a child. It's kind of like a baby. We have to really take care of it. So when unexpected things are coming up in different areas of our lives, what are two to three you know, characters or traits or communication tips um, that you can share with women entrepreneurs as they're navigating unexpected times to 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 thrive on the other through it, thrive through it, and thrive on the other side of it. Yeah, for the way I like to think about it is okay. Something really crazy is happening. Before you go into that, ask yourself. Is my business exactly where I want it to be? Is my health exactly where I want it to be? Is my relationships, are all my relationships where is that? Like all the things. And most likely the answer would be a resounding, of course not. You know, <laughs> of course not. And it's, I mean, this, this is a real trained thing that I've had to do for myself because this is not where my brain would normally go. Um, when you see that, you're like, okay, how is this going to get me that cool thing? And so I would say the first and foremost thing is to have the big dream closer to the forefront than you think. So Mm. if something nutty happens, you're like, is that the way? Mm -hmm. Is is something going to burn down for me to have the thing that I want? Is someone going to like, am I going to have to, I don't know, God forbid, help somebody who's in a poor health, health situation in order for something else to happen? Like, I don't know, but to be curious about it and not to panic, not easy. But I like to look at my life and say, okay, I know my, I, and it's not something I'm doing only in a moment of panic. I do this on a regular basis. And Mm -hmm. I think anybody who's successful 
Mm. Must. You really have to take stock in your life mm-hmm. and pretty much know what's working and what isn't. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect all the time. It isn't. And, you know, you and I both know at any given moment where you are, you're like, okay, business is at, a, is at a 70%, love is at a 59%, you know, mother, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of work with it, knowing that this is all uh, it, moving. Mm-hmm. If something shitty happens, you go back to your like little pie chart or whatever you look at it, you'd be like, what is this going to impact? Mm-hmm. What is, how is this going to be the thing that ups my, you know, my mom levels mm-hmm. or my, you know, feeling, feeling really fit in my body levels or whatever. Mm. So that, that, that is, is that's something that I learned many years ago about how to think about my life. So it's always kind of in the back of my mind to have like a picture of mm-hmm. what is and what isn't working. Mm-hmm. I know that you love this kind of stuff. You're like mm-hmm. all about like assessing where you are. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that, and, and also give yourself a minute to panic. You know, mm. like it's going to feel like a way, at least for me, it feels like a wave of like, oh my God, this is different. This is unknown. This is terrifying. And give yourself a moment to panic all the while knowing you will resist. You will fight. You will scream. You will cry. You will do the whole thing. And you're still going to, you're still going to move forward. You're still going to mm-hmm. do, you're still going to rise to the occasion, but you know, like, yeah. let yourself really feel all the stuff, which we are also feeling beings. And if you're, if you're, if you're running a business, if you're a woman running a business and you don't allow yourself to feel what actually comes up and you think that's not professional, you're missing all the intuitive cues. You're missing all the moments where you really can make huge, Mm. huge leaps, you know? And so open yourself up to that. Even if it's messy, Mm -hmm. even if you're like, Oh God, that took me out for like half the day, just, Going down that swirl, you get back up. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So have I think it's like being the best of both worlds, right? Having the the organization and the structure and the very like um, linear way of thinking, where you're like, how is this going to how is this going to impact me? How is this going to make myself make my life better? How what's the opportunity here? And also like kicking and screaming. I hate mm-hmm. this. Yeah, that vibe because. As I know from being a parent, when you resist, it gets worse, you know? But if you're just like, okay, my two and a half year old has to have this particular emotion. If I just wait it out for the next 10 seconds, it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. And so just like ride the wave. Yeah. I love it. Daniela, this has been such an extraordinary conversation. I know. It's so fun. It it has been. I I, I know that the women listeners just... You're just such a good example of letting yourself experience everything, Mm. right? Like experiencing the chaos, experiencing the confusion, experiencing the, oh my gosh, what's going to happen. But then also experiencing giving yourself, you know, not, it's not even the permission, but letting yourself experience going through it to get through to the other side. I just, I love that so much about you and about your story and what you've shared here today. Um, I'm sure people want to find out where they can get in touch with you, how they can learn more about you and your body of work. So if there's anything you would love to leave the audience with, go ahead and share that and how people can connect with you further. Awesome. Well, thank you. I love this conversation. I just want to add one, one more thing. Um, it's really great to know the difference between patience and when to act, you know, that's like a, a universal thing. And I think what we've been talking about is 
when do you ride the wave? When do you feel the emotions? When do you let yourself be the full being, messy, wonderful, gorgeous, the whole thing? And when you just cut right through it and say, okay, let's just move it along. Yeah. And there's a time for all of those things. Yeah. We're always going to get it wrong, but every now and then we'll get it right. Exactly. <laughs> every once in a while, we'll get it right. So make sure you're doing enough to move through so that you can experience the few times we do do it right. Yeah. And when you do, that's when it counts. That's why people say, oh my God, like, you're, how did you know? And you're like, screwed up so many times. So exactly. Many times. Exactly. But yes, thank you. And, um, what I, what I do, what I've created is the love IQ methodology, which walks women through what it takes to actually know themselves. So they can heal themselves and step into relationships that are healed and healthy and beautiful and gorgeous. And they can create families that are equally as healthy and beautiful and powerful and ripple out into the world and create big change. So if you want to step into that, I have a workshop, which is called the three steps to get a man to commit, which is a lot deeper than the um, title might might suggest. It's actually all about you and not really a man. It's about the person that's going to become that woman who gets a man to commit and everything else you ever wanted. Amazing. And uh, that is down in our show notes below. So you can click that link and go ahead and grab that for yourself. Thank you again so much, Daniela. This was fantastic. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.